Good morning. The school board has once again voted on who goes to which school, and about 2,100 elementary schoolers are going to be learning where their classes are all over again. For Thursday, December 13th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Hey, remember this phrase rubber duckies. If at the end of the day you don't remember a single ad you saw today, but you still remember the phrase rubber duckies, well, that's the power of advertising on the morning minute. No distractions, no competitors, just your message. Drop us a line at sales at loudonnow.com or visit us at loudonnow.com slash advertise. And remember, rubber duckies. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The school board has unanimously adopted its new attendance boundaries, the maps of who goes to which schools based on where they live. They've reassigned about 2,100 students at eight elementary schools on the southern end of the county. They're doing that to make room for Waxpool Elementary, which will open for next school year and hopefully relieve the and hopefully relieve the crowding at some of the county's most overcrowded schools. Those changes go into effect in August. The map they went with moves more students than most of the other seven proposals that were on the table, but school board members said it will cut down on redrawing those maps again in the future. The new attendance boundaries also make way for two more elementary schools scheduled to open in the area in 2021 and 2028. They'll also be back to talk about this again in January. The plan from Tuesday reassigns some students from Moorfield Station Elementary, which is currently hundreds of students above its building capacity, to Mill Run Elementary. In January, in that same area, they'll see about reassigning students from Stonehill Middle School and Rock Ridge High School to Eagle Ridge Middle School and Briar Woods High School so those uh, uh, students aren't split up from the rest of their community when they hit secondary school. You can see the full attendance boundary map in the story on our website, so go to loudnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, Pastor Michelle Thomas of the Loudoun Freedom Center has criticized the town of Leesburg's plans to preserve a historic black burial ground. Loudoun NAAC President Philip Thompson has called the Leesburg Town Council's actions racist, and the council looks likely to back out of those plans in response. Backing up, in 1989 and 1990, the town purchased land near Leesburg Executive Airport to serve as a buffer around plans to expand the airport. In 2007, 55 unmarked graves in two overgrown cemeteries were discovered on the property, which prompted the town to change its plans for the property and leave it undisturbed. The burial sites are from the Lower Sicklin African American community and date back to the late 1800s. Freedom Center founder Pastor Michelle Thomas has repeatedly criticized the town's stewardship of the burial grounds, including instances where deer carcasses had been dumped on the property. While there has been some cleanup, the property remains overgrown woodlands. Originally, town staff recommended making a plan to take care of the property, but some council members wondered whether the town should be taking responsibility for maintaining the cemeteries. So instead, the town issued a request for proposals looking for someone to take on the job and lease the property for a dollar a year. That was designed to allow an organization like the Loudoun Freedom Center, which has a mission of protecting African-American heritage sites and which led the preservation and restoration effort on another slave-era cemetery at the former Belmont Plantation in Ashburn, to take control of the land. But on Tuesday, Thomas, Thompson, and others strongly criticized this plan. 
Thomas, that's Pastor Michelle Thomas, called it a sharecropper's deal, uh, such as during Jim Crow, that would put all the burden on the leasing organization, but offer no long-term benefit or assurance the group's investment would be preserved. She also said public money should be used to protect the property, comparing the cemetery to the Loudoun Museum. The lease for the museum, which is in buildings the town owns, includes town money to help with maintenance. She called that a sweetheart deal. Thompson, uh, the Loudoun NAAC president, said he visited the cemetery for the first time earlier that same day and said it was horrible out there. He said the council's actions were racist and violated an agreement that he said required they consult the NAACP on these issues. Critics urged the council to cancel this request for proposals. Councilman Marty Martinez tried to do just that, but to vote on that issue at that same meeting, they would have had to suspend the council's normal rules of order that requires a unanimous vote, and Councilman Tom Dunn did not agree. That would normally push this back to the council's next meeting, which is on January 8th, but the deadline for proposals is January 3rd, so Martinez said he would try to get a special meeting scheduled for next week. That can happen with only three days' notice, and only two council members need to agree to call it. To be continued. Speaking of Tuesday night, the Board of Supervisors Finance Committee signed off on plans to start setting up a new drug court program in Loudoun, possibly as soon as January. In a drug court, drug offenders get a chance to avoid jail time by going instead to an intensive outpatient treatment program overseen by Community Corrections, the Sheriff's Office, the Commonwealth's Attorney, uh, our Department of Mental Health, Substance Abuse, and Developmental Services, and a judge. If they fall off the wagon or don't keep up with mandatory treatment, they could wind up in jail. If this passes the Board of Supervisors, county and courts staff can, be, uh, can start working on this immediately. There'll have to be some hiring and so forth they'll do, and the board will take it up for probably a vote on January 3rd. I should note regarding that vote that the Finance Committee has five members, they voted unanimously, and five people is a majority on the Board of Supervisors. Also, nobody on the Board of Supervisors has really put up any resistance to this idea. Loudon has had a drug court before, from 2004 to 2012, but the program was dismantled after supervisors decided they weren't getting their money's worth, even as some of those supervisors voting to close the program supported it in concept. Very few people were in the program, and supervisors decided it was costing too much per participant. The new program has slightly relaxed requirements for getting in, which supervisors hope will mean more people get redirected into the drug court instead of jail. For example, in the old drug court, defendants could only enter the program after being convicted of a nonviolent felony drug offense, put on supervised probation, and then violating that probation. In the new program, they can also be admitted through their initial pleas and sentencing agreements. Chair Phyllis Randall said the program is a tacit recognition that substance abuse is not a character flaw, but a clinical condition that should be treated as such. And Loudon Brewing Company brewer Phil Fust has combined his passion for Loudon and his passion for brewing to launch a limited edition Love Loudon beer to benefit the Visit Loudon Foundation. Fust and his team partnered with Visit Loudon to brew 60 barrels of amber ale and name it hashtag love Loudon. A portion of sales will help the Visit Loudon Foundation provide scholarships to students looking to pursue degrees in the hospitality industry. It was brewed at Beltway Brewing Company in Sterling and is on tap at Loudon Brewing Company, All Three Fords Fish Shack locations, Spanky's Shenanigans, Parallel Wine and Whiskey Bar, Delirium Cafe, Yummy Pig, Leesburg Public House, 14 Loudon, and the National Conference Center. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com.
On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, tonight, Slinky Cobblestone and Dr. John Flower will be at B Chord Brewing Company in Round Hill at 8 p.m. I do not know who they are, but I like the names and I want to go. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minutes, slink on over to B Chord tonight to tell everyone there about the podcast during the breaks in the music, to tell all your friends, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.